makeup, put makeup on, stare in the mirror, but it's clear that you can't face what's wrong. No need to fix what God already put his paintbrush on. Your roommate yelling, why you gotta take so long? What it's like to have a crooked smile. What it's like to have a crooked smile. I love it. I love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lonely Season Podcast. I am your host, King John, your favorite loner. And I hope you guys are being safe, quarantined, and all that good stuff. I'm here with you today on a rainy, rainy, what's today? Monday? Yeah, quarantine got my days mixed up. On a Monday, where we have some winds, some tornado warnings, and all that good stuff. Um, I started out my podcast with, you know, J. Cole, Crooked Smile, because today um, I feel like talking about confidence. And the things that I struggle with, with the confidence and all that good stuff. So, what I'm going to do first to, you know, prerequisite this podcast is I'm going to read, well, I'm going to read my blog post that I wrote about confidence a while back. Um, so, let's just have a quick little reading and um, we go from there. So, the name of the blog post is Confidence, but I didn't spell it all the way out. I left off the last two letters, but here we go. Back in the day before Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and all these other popular social media connections, there were AOL chat rooms, Black Planet, Mihente, and a host of others. Before there were smartphones, we all had our webcams. Now, I know you're probably wondering why I have the picture of me up there. Let me give you a little history. Before I knew what a selfie was or how to apply filters, this was the only picture I really had on the web before I purchased a cheap $20 webcam. One day, some college buddies of mine decided to jump into the AOL chat room and try to pull some girls. We get two girls in a private group chat. It's the three of us and two of them. We're talking, cracking jokes. Everything is going smoothly. If you haven't noticed by this blog, I'm kind of great with words. Next thing, everybody starts asking for pics. Now my heart is beating like crazy. I'm sweating at my computer like, damn, I don't have any good pics of myself. I'm scurrying around the house, I'm scurrying around the house for something to upload, and I find this picture, the one you see above. It's a picture of, well, little story is it's a picture of me high school graduation picture you know you take those in junior year in high school uh i started scanning now by this time my two college buddies done sit their pics and one guy's shirt off with his abs showing i've been fat all my life no abs no abs here bit <laughs> stupid um the other friend puts up a nice suit and topic the girls in theirs they were nice looking young ladies everybody seemed all casual and now they're waiting for my pick it's a gutsy move on my part retarded if you ask me bam it's in the chat room. Silence. No typing, no comment. At this point, I want to unplug everything on my computer. My boy goes. There goes my boy. Finally got the picture up. I nervously type, LOL. Yeah, man. It took some time, but I got it. One of the girls types a word in the group chat. Don't ask me how. It's, types in the word in the group chat. Excuse me. I'm reading things double here. Um, types a word in the group chat. Don't ask me the spelling. Just keep reading. And her friend busts out with the long LMAO, like with the thousand O's. So we all follow suit by the LMA on the same thing. She typed something else, but it's in Spanish. So I'm all confused. Mind you, the two college buddies were Spanish. One of the buddies hits me up on a private message like, damn, son, she called you fugly. I think I read that message like 30 times. My response, fugly, fugly. That, that's what that word means? He's like, yeah, and she wants you to lead a chat room. I didn't respond after that. I just left the chat room and signed off AOL. Confi- confidence, excuse me has always been a struggle for me since I was young. I always was the flat boy in the class, the fattest and the tallest. I was the fat one in the group of friends. Y'all know every group has one of those. I was constantly called ugly, but I was a nice one. It never really got said to my face. I guess you can say I was the nice, fat, ugly one, if that makes any sense at all. 
In this role, you learn just to do things to keep people around you, to keep friends. Those sacrifices is what I did. I literally would give my shirt off my back and my pants off my ass just to keep friends. Junior high, I gave a chick money every day just because I thought that's what a boyfriend was supposed to do. The one time I couldn't give it, I got dumped. I didn't understand the concept of dating at the time, but the words, I just use you for your money, pretty much is self-explanatory. To this day, I still don't have the biggest ego or the most confidence in the world. Throughout the hundreds of you're so handsome that I get, I never believe it for myself. And I've always been a humble guy. Every compliment I get, I give a thousand thank yous for, for because you didn't have to say it to me. I know what it feels like to be on the other end. I know what it feels like to stare in the mirror and hate yourself. Trying to figure out ways to get people to like you. I've literally spent hours trying to figure out what I could do to be the popular kid. A good friend told me, just be yourself and stop trying to be like. Stop trying to be like everyone, everybody else. Ooh, my bad. I read that terribly. Um, <laughs> when I got to the age to understand that, that's when the picture above didn't hurt so much to look at. The mirror doesn't show as many crashes as I thought it did. It was a slap in the face for me. I figured out how to make my own lane. I figured out how just to enjoy your life because your looks are not for everybody. I learned just to be myself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm just myself, flawed and all, imperfect. Just accept your imperfections. They make you, you. All right, so that was my blog post about confidence. And um, at my senior age of 35, going on 36 soon, I still do struggle with confidence just a little bit. Um, it's, um, it's a double-edged sword, to be honest with you, because, you know, everybody wants that confidence person in their life. Like, confidence is sexy to me. I tell women that all the time, like, a woman who is super confident is very attractive to me. And it's only because you see women as this housewife type of role, always in the background kind of thing. And I don't want that particularly. I want a woman who's, you know, boisterous and a little sassy. A little sassiness goes a long way. And for me, it helps me be confident too. It helps me be bold and be able to speak my mind, be able to look in that mirror and not feel like I ain't shit, you know. Um, so my struggle with confidence, is it comes from, a, you know, my childhood. It comes from being called ugly. It comes from not having a date for prom. It comes from everybody always having something to say after the fact. Like, I remember getting, <laughs> I remember graduating from junior high school, and, you know, in junior high school, you have that autograph book that everybody signs. You know, we go to the same high school or, oh, you know, best of luck to high school. My autograph book is filled with, I always liked you. <laughs> and it made me think, like, how come, because you always liked me, how come you just never, ever told me? How come you ever, you never really came up to me and just said, hey, John, I like you? And that's the sucky part about things It's Everybody always likes you after the fact, after the fact. And I, I always feel like I'm an after the fact kind of guy. I'm an after the fact kind of person. Nobody puts me in the forefront. I mean, y'all may disagree with it now because you look at my social media and you see all the comments and all the hard eyes. And, you know, I know his DM be blowing up. and I know this and that. Yeah, it, it does. And I get called handsome a lot. <laughs> and... Even though I struggle with confidence, a lot of times I get tired of being called handsome. 
and I want to say, don't call me handsome, call me something different. Like, I told somebody, like, I don't want to be called handsome. I want to be called beautiful. I want to be fine. I want to be sexy. I want to be cute. Cute is cool. I mean, I know they say cute is for puppies and monkeys, but I don't want to be cute. I want to be something else than handsome. And for somebody who struggles with confidence and to say, you want to be called beautiful is kind of like a contradiction, right? Don't you agree? I think it's a contradiction, but it's not. I think, I always feel like, hmm, well, let me say this. It's nothing wrong with being called handsome. I'll say that. It's nothing wrong with me being called handsome or people calling me handsome, women calling me handsome. It's nothing wrong with that. I think part of it is I always, since I was a kid, I've been called handsome. It, but I remember distinctively, somebody called me handsome. But wait till you get older, you probably look better. <laughs> you know, somebody said that to me as a kid. Like, I had to be like 14, 15. Like, oh, you're handsome, but wait till you get older, I bet you'd be fine. Like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like saying, oh, you're pretty for a fat girl. Or you're pretty for a dark-skinned chick. Or, oh, you, you're handsome for a big guy, for a bigger guy. I got cold. I, did, I had that same issue, too, ladies. Like, you know, oh, you're handsome for a bigger guy. Or I never really date bigger men, but you're really attractive. Like, what kind of backhanded compliment is that? Uh... But I have struggled with confidence since I was a little, little kid, since I was a little King John. <laughs> I always struggled with that. I remember I didn't have a date for the prom. And at the prom, a girl walked up to me and was like, oh, you know, I would have took you to the prom if you asked me. Oh, I would have took you to the prom. You should. I didn't know you didn't have a date. Or I took you to the prom. I would have went to the prom with you. You know, stuff like that. Um, my lack of confidence also affects me approaching women in the street. Now, <laughs> hmm, how can I start this off? A lot of people wonder why I can't approach women in the street. And I'll tell you, it's my lack of confidence. Because uh, you know how, you know, it's that one dude in the group that could pull the girls. And then they see you kind of in the corner standing by yourself. And that dude's like, yo, man. Come on, yo, you, yo, go get that girl. Or I'll be like, oh, that girl look good. Yo, go get that girl right there, man. I'm going to go talk to her for you. you be like, nah, 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 don't talk to her for me. I got it. Like, nah, I'm going to go talk to her for you. And he walks over to you, like, yo, my man over there want to talk to you. And you look over, Sorry, and it's, and it's me. Whoops, not you, Siri, be quiet. Um, and he looks over to you, and he looks over to you, and you're standing with the retarded look on your face. That's me. I'm the guy in the corner standing with the retarded look and the retarded smile with the, with the denim shirt on. <laughs> trying to get your attention. Um, or I always feel like if I walk up to a female, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? And she look at me. She's like, get your fat ass, ugly ass out of my face. You know what I mean? Little stupid big head boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm fearful of that because then I'm like, that's an ego crush right there. Or or it's like my boy, we, my boys used to always tell me, he'd be like, man, you can talk to any girl you want. You just got to. All she can say is no. That's all she can say. And there's been moments where, I, you know, I say something like, have a nice day, or you look really beautiful. I remember one time <laughs> I said to a girl in trance, like, damn, you're a pretty motherfucker. And she blushed, she laughed, she blushed, she said thank you. And I walked away because that's, that's just me. Like, I, I give compliments and then I walk away. I, I'm not, it's not that I'm a bad conversationalist. I just feel like it's always the wrong time. Like, I hate, and I hate that about me. Like, I, I literally would talk myself out of everything. Like, I can see a pretty girl in the morning go to work. Like, yo, it's like 7 a.m. She ain't trying to have no conversation with no dude about getting to know her, you know. 
She just woke up. She probably didn't have breakfast. She's still putting her makeup on. Like, she's not trying to hear what I got to say. Or oh, it's like lunchtime. And I'm like, man, she's trying to enjoy her lunch. She's trying to eat her meal in peace. She's not trying to talk about work. She's not really trying to talk to, talk to anybody. She's trying to decompress. So, I, you know, or oh, then it's after work. It's like, man, she have to work. She probably dealt with people all day. She probably dealt with her ugly-ass boss who's on her ass micromanaging her. She's not trying to hear what I got to say. So I always, always, always talk myself out of everything. The only time that I have extreme confidence where I could feel like I could just beat up the world is liquor induced. I ain't gonna hold you. If I'm going, <laughs> if I'm going on off of a few Hennessy's, you know, a few shots of tequila or whatever, or a few shots of Jack or Fireball, whatever we drinking, you know, then I got all the confidence in the world. I don't know what happens. I I turn into I don't know a different person, and it makes it easier for me to talk. It makes it easier for me to walk up to someone and I walk up to a woman and just talk to her. I don't know and make them laugh and. Or or if the job, like, I was really good. Like, I worked in customer service most of my life, or all my life, perhaps. And my job requires you to talk. Like, I don't understand how I'm shy to talk, but I could approach women customer service-wise and have a conversation about products they want to buy or any type of help they want to get or anything of that nature. So that's, I don't know why it happens. Like, in Staples, I used to get numbers when I worked at Staples. Uh, when I worked at Town Warner Cable, which is now Spectrum, I used to get numbers. I I practically talked to a chick because she came into the store to pay a bill, and I got her number, and that was that. Like I literally was able to get her number, pull a number. Uh, even right now, working for an airline, is I got a number off the airplane. It's just she slid me her number on some real cool stuff because she didn't have a charger for her phone, and I had a charger, and I gave it to her. Next thing you know, I had a phone number on my seat like I don't know if the job requires me to talk then I can do that and I know it sounds weird like I know it sounds super weird that I'm able to um I don't have that much confidence but I'm able to work in a place that's face-to-face customer facing and actually get a number or flirt I always and I don't know I always been that way even like in during high school like I struggled with confidence during high school. Like, my first two years of junior high school, and I'm gonna be, you know, this is the Welcome to Lost podcast, so you know I keep nothing from y'all. So my first two years of high school, I used to wear the same jeans almost every day. Like the same sky blue jeans. And <laughs> and it's just because, you know, I didn't you know, I'm not one of those fortunate people to have a silver spoon or, you know, have the best things in life, you know. People think because I'm the baby of the family, I got spoiled. I really, I worked for everything I got. Uh, you know, I got good grades. I did what I had to do to get the things that I got, you know. And I used to wear the same pair of jeans almost every day. Almost every day. At least five days of school, at least three to four days, I wear the same pants. And then I used to have, I used to pick out, like, I remember a girl told me I looked good in that outfit that I had on. So I used to, every other weekend, wear that same outfit just for her to tell me I look good in it. And I used to lay it out on my bed. I used to iron. You know, back in the day, we used to put the crease in our jeans, the crease in jeans. Oh, man. I used to put heavy spray starch. <laughs> I used to, oh, man. I used to try to wear the collar a certain way. I used to wear um, Obsession Cologne because a girl told me it smelled good on me. So I used to wear Obsession Cologne. <laughs> ah, man. Um, what else I used to do? Uh those things I wore because it 
it brought about confidence in me. It brought about me feeling good. It brought about me being who I wanted to be. And to this day, even at 35, I struggle terribly with it. And I know I don't give that off a lot. I don't give off that kind of energy a lot. Because, you know, you look at me and say, oh, he got an ego. Oh, look how much attention he get. I know he... He making, you know, he making these women work hard for it. And I'm really not, I'm really a simple guy. I don't do much. It's just that, that's why I'm so thankful for, for everybody who tells me I'm handsome or I'm attractive. I said, but can we just move from handsome though? <laughs> I just want to move from handsome. Like, it, it's, it's dope. It's nice to be called handsome. It's nice to be called attractive. But I want to be called beautiful. I want to be called cute. I want to be called sexy. I want to be called fine and fine, you know, F-I-O-N-E. You know, like, I want to be up there with those people. Like, I want to be like, oh, this is my crush. And I get a random picture posted about me. And like, oh, this is my crush. I hope he likes it. You know, I want to feel like that. I think I struggle with it because it's just like a mental block in my mind. And I don't, like, I can't move this block. Like, there's no way for me to move this block. Like, it's cemented in. It's stuck. Gorilla glue, crazy glue mixed together. And it's just stuck. And I don't know how to remove it. I don't know how to get rid of it. I don't know how to shake it. It's it, And it's stuck. So I stick to my words. Like, my words, words are my passion. Poetry was my thing. Writing short stories is my thing. As you heard in my blog post, I know I probably read that terribly, but writing was my thing. So if I knew a woman was attractive, what I would do is I would write a note. And I'll be creative with my note, you know. Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, how sweet are you, you know, or, you know, I just got paid, you like, I bet you're sweet like red Kool-Aid, you know, something crazy, <laughs> it's like, might have just freestyled that off the top, um, but something crazy like that would write, you know, something, something that would get attracted, like, if it's, since it's quarantine time, it's like, I'll find something stupid, like, I know you got this mask on, but... I bet you look great with your mask off or some craziness like that and throw my number inside it and then hope that she texts me or calls me. So, texts me, texts me, texts. Is that a word? Text? It's text, not texts, right? It's text, right? Whatever. Anywho, um, I will hope that she would text me or call me. And uh, that that was me. And somebody would ask me, somebody asked me like, yo, how come you're so great with words but you can't speak? to it face to face and I don't know I think for somebody saying no in a word form doesn't hurt as much as somebody saying no to your face like do you know how it feels to look at somebody that says no and from a job standpoint that's easy like somebody says no oh it's the job alright whatever you can walk away from that but personally like a personal attack on your ego is like no I think you're ugly as shit and you just look you just stand there like fuck now what? <laughs> you know, like, it's like, damn, now what? What do I do? I must be doing a good thing because the sun just came out. So I, I got to be doing a good thing. God is God is looking out for me. So it's, and I know somebody told me that the person I am on social media doesn't reflect the person you are that you speak about on your podcast. And I'm like, it's easy for me to be vulnerable to strangers. It's easy for me to be vulnerable to a microphone because when I talk into the microphone, I feel like I'm just talking to myself and I'm recording my own thoughts so that I can listen to them back and I can understand what I felt at the time that I'm talking. 
So a lot of the times, it's easy for me to be this way. It's easy for me to just, you know, take off my shell because I'm a cancer, of course. Hello, cancer gang, gang, gang. I'm able to come out of my shell and let the soft, mushy stuff just speak. So it makes it easier for me. And I feel like I have to have some kind of persona when it comes to talking to a woman or talking to a female. And even after years and years, I still struggle. And I don't know why I struggle. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe I just talked it out here. But, you know, I don't know why I struggle. And um, it, it hurts sometimes. I think about it a lot. Like I stare in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm I'm attractive dude. I would I would talk to me. I would do me, you know? I would, you know, buy me a drink. <laughs> you know? I'll buy me a drink, maybe spike it. <laughs> um, I would, you know, I'll build cos pill cosby myself, you know? <laughs> I'll put in pot myself, you know, why not? Pause. That didn't sound right. Put in pot myself. Whoa. Um <laughs> Um, I would, you know. I'll take me home to my parents. Well, my mom and my brother and my aunt. You know, I love them to death. I'll take me home to them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm. You walk in the daytime with me. You know, I will walk in the daytime with myself. You know, beer flourishing. It's not, you know, it's dope. I think I'll do that. I, I could look at myself like if I had kids, if I had a daughter, can I see a daughter, my daughter dating someone like me? Yeah, I think I see my daughter dating someone like me. I would hate it. On the low, because I'm because I know if she if the nigga she dating is as nasty as my ass, I mean, I'm gonna look at my daughter like, damn, I know this nigga is killing my daughter in the bedroom because she's too happy. She's skipping around, she's glowing, she's smiling, her dimples all popping. That's if she has dimples, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her natural hair looking real natural, <laughs> you know. So I can imagine my daughter dating someone like me. I mean. I would hope that he wouldn't go through, she wouldn't be put through the asshole shit, things that I've done. And I hope that she doesn't have to go through as many, you know, situations that I put other women through. But I think if I ever was to have kids, I would, a daughter would be first and I would go through the ultimate karma. I always feel like that. And I would have to seriously protect my daughter to the fullest extent. Even if I dated a girl that had a daughter and we got close like that, I would still do the same thing. I would protect her because I know how it is and I know what I did. So I would try to protect her from that so, so much that she'll be spoiled. She'll be daddy's little girl. I'll be a girl dad to the to the end. And even if I had a son, same thing. I would protect my son and tell him not to make the mistakes I made that I had to, that I had to go through so much hurt and I had to hurt so many women to be where I'm at today to be with their mother you know I would tell my sons that I'll be uh what's it well girl dad boy dad you know what I mean like I would tell them don't do this don't be a dickhead like I was don't find yourself trying to figure out who you are looking for looking or trying dating other women trying to figure out who the hell you are find that in yourself first and then project that out to the world <laughs> it's hard taking your own advice sometimes and it's a struggle um 
I would teach my kids how to be confident. And I would let them know that their dad didn't have all the confidence in the world. Um, it didn't make them off like I have an ego or anything, but I, I don't. I'm not prideful. I'm not anything. I'm nothing, honestly. And uh, it's hard sometimes because, you know, my father wasn't around. And my dad wasn't around in my life. And uh and he's passed on. He passed on a while ago. And uh, you know, sometimes you just you think about things like, yo, like my mom is awesome. Like my mom is dope. That's my boo. I call my mom my boo to everybody. That's my boo right there. I love my mother to death. But there's certain situations where you wish you had a father around just to talk to you about stuff and for you to uh, to be able to understand certain things about you as a man, you know? And that's what I struggle with sometimes, too, which affects my confidence. Like, I don't know how to, in a man's position, what am I supposed to do? Like, my mom can give you advice, but she can't, you know, your mom can give you all the advice in the world, but she can't teach you how to be a man. So I feel like I'm out here just winging it sometimes. I feel like I'm out here just... Trying to figure, you know, throwing shit against the wall and going with the first thing that sticks. <laughs> and that's what it is. And that's how it is sometimes. It's just a lot of times I just wish I had my father. So when, I, when I'm out here dating and women have kids, you know, I try to be the best kind of male role model I can be to, towards the children. Whether girls or boys, you know, and even if it doesn't last, is you still want to be a prime example. You still want to be man enough to face her kids and say, "Hey, listen, this is what the situation is. I apologize and I'm sorry, and I wish I could be a better example." And you hope that they take that and understand it's the adult and the man thing to do to be admitting to why we're breaking up or why things went south and that they know it's not their fault, you know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. You know, I just started really thinking heavy. Um, but I struggle with confidence, I struggle with, I don't have much of an ego. I struggle with my pride. Like, sometimes I can feel on top of the world. And other times I can feel like I'm at the bottom, bottom. But the great thing about that is once you're at the bottom, once you're at the bottom, the only way you can go is up. That's the dope part about it, right? Once you're at the very bottom, the only way you can do, only thing you can do is go up. You rise from it like a phoenix, rose from the concrete, and all those good things. So if those of you who are down and out, you feel like your confidence is super low, you don't feel superior, just remember that the only way or the only direction you can go now is up. And you have to find those things that build you up for you to crawl out of it. Don't depend on anybody else to help you crawl out of it. You depend on you. You know what makes you happy. You know what makes you feel good. 
you know what gets your aura and your energy going? You. So, whatever those flaws are, you know what worked for me? Accepting that I'm flawed and and identifying those flaws and accepting them. Because once you accept them, nobody can use them against you. Once you realize that, you know, if you ain't shit, once you realize that you ain't shit, <laughs> then nobody can say, yo, you ain't shit. You're like, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the best part. When you get, I know somebody, like, that's beautiful. Like, oh, fuck you, asshole. I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best thing ever when you could just, I know somebody. Because they hate it. Because they can't control you. That's the main thing. People want to control you. They can't control you. Like, you're like, you a fucking dickhead, dickhead. You be like, I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a big slap in the face. He's like, ah, and he just rock away from you. <laughs> That that's you know that is the key. Get to a point where you can I know somebody. That is what we're taking from this podcast today. Get to a point in your life where you could just look at somebody and say, I know. And you should be do it with a smile on your face. <sighs> well, thank you for listening to me today. You guys are always amazing. For those who have listened to the podcast, please continue to listen. I welcome everybody. Please subscribe. Um, this podcast will be available on SoundCloud. We are now available on iTunes. Yes, 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 iTunes. I am now available on iTunes. You can search for me on iTunes. Um, coming soon, Spotify. I figured out how to do that. So I also will be available on Spotify as well. So please, please, I'm getting to all streaming platforms. We're going to make this a big thing. I want to make it a big thing. I can't do it without you guys. You guys are very special to me. You touch my heart every time. So once again, remember, this is the Welcome Lone Season Podcast. I am available on all social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram at King John, that's K-X-N-G, period, J-X. H N. I almost forgot to spell my name there. <laughs> you also can follow me on Snap, uh, not Snapchat. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore King John. That's underscore K X N G J X H N. This is the Welcome to Loma Season podcast. I'm your favorite loner, King John. It's been real. Peace. <laughs>